Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thrifters Villa, a podcast for resellers and entrepreneurs. I'm Daniela. And I'm Jen. And today we have two fellow New England resellers with us. Yay! <laughs> we want to introduce Shay and Tyler. So Shay and Tyler are a husband and wife duo. We love that here. Um, Shay's a full-time reseller and Tyler is our partner in crime when it comes to reselling. We're going to get into that as we go through the episode. Um, they also create these really informative YouTube videos for our community and Jen and I love watching them. Love it. Absolutely. So let's dive right in and we'll see you at the table. Welcome to the podcast, Shay and Tyler. We're so excited to have you here. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you guys so much for having us. Yeah, it's so excited. It's it's our pleasure. It's so so awesome just to talk to other people that are interested in the same things. <laughs> I know yes. that, that is always very true. It's it's always nice to find uh, similar nuts that love all the weird, crazy <laughs> things that we do. That like picking garbage. Yeah, that I don't love know. picking garbage and like finding treasure. <laughs> Well, I'm sure there's people listening that have no idea who you are. Uh, we know who you are, so we're excited that you're here. But why don't you each give a little backstory, where you were before reselling, how you got into reselling, and then we'll take it from there. Uh, so my name is Shay. I started reselling, I think, I think it's been four or five years now. So it's been a really long time. Um, I got into reselling just because I really wanted to start my own business. I always kind of wanted to own my own time and do my own thing, but I couldn't figure out how I started actually in the couponing community and just trying to find things for really great deals and kind of figure out ways to save money that way. And then I found out about Poshmark and I was like, okay, this is really cool. And I think I want to try this just to do the hunt of finding something cool and selling it. Mm -hmm. I got addicted to it. So I kind of going, into that I actually started full-time I think three months in so I went full force a little too fast but don't recommend that necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I went full force into that I know nothing about fashion I still don't as you can tell I don't dress that in fashionable ways so I know nothing about that but it's so much fun to hunt for things and learn new brands all the time so yeah, I just went full force into it. And now I am on Poshmark, eBay, and Macari, and I I absolutely love it. Yeah, uh, to add to that, I started when she started. I had, before that, I don't think I'd ever been in a thrift store in my life. Wow. <laughh> Same. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was completely lost. I, I didn't know any of the brands. It took weeks and months and months of time before I was even remotely good at picking things out i think we our free people item one of the first few trips and it was it was so exciting we we, we had no idea that it was everywhere and we're like <laughs> oh my god we finally found it it's crossed off the bowl list we're, we're never gonna get it again and it just it's been an <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that we're never gonna find three people again <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> that's funny. I I commend you for going like full oh, in man. three months. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> that's insane. I know. Oh my gosh. I, I love that. I love it. You're just like, nope, I, I want this. This is what I want to do. I love it. Let's just go for it. So that's really, really cool, Shay. <laughs> what would you say is your main platform now, four years in? Uh, so it's Poshmark. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's going to be changing. I, I will yeah. say that my Poshmark sales have 
definitely declined in the last few months, but Poshmark has still been the dominant platform. I do list across uh, all of my items to all platforms, <laughs> but Poshmark is one that dominates. I sell mostly clothing, so that I think is why. That makes sense. I was going to say that. What categories do you generally sell in? Yeah, mostly clothing. We we dabble with DVDs. I love selling DVDs. There's oh. just none in our area. And uh, we do a little bit of books and a little bit of plush, but we don't find a lot. So it's yeah. mostly clothing. <laughs> I'll give you a spot when we stop recording. They have tons of DVDs and <laughs> plush and stuff. I'll, I'll give you a spot. Jen's been oh, to it. Right. Best part of the whole call. <laughs> that's no, the only, that's the only reason spot. they agreed to come on. So, so that <laughs> I'll share it with you. Secrets. <laughs> Not many people know about it, so I'll share it with you. Mm-hmm. Um, Jen's been to it a couple times. So yeah, when yeah. she comes visit. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I only ask people to like not thrift when I'm visiting. That's all. <laughs> Her new thing is, Daniela, can you just thrift for me and then send me the things? That's that's the new thing. So uh-huh, I just thrift absolutely. for her. And then yeah. she thrifts for me. This is going to be a mutually beneficial thing that we've just started. She's going to thrift in San Diego for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to thrift for her here for personal things. And it's going to work out great. Yeah. <laughs> Why not, right? Um. Okay. So yes, yeah, so, okay, so three months. Yeah. Go ahead, Jen. Sorry. Go ahead, Danielle. No, you no, go. No, no, go ahead. So we were just okay. Fine, fine, fine. All right. So you got into reselling, right? So Shay, you were like, "I'm all in." Three months. This is what I want to do. Tyler, you're coming with me. Like, so let's talk a little bit about like how. Do, what does Tyler do? What is what is Tyler? Because you guys, I love that your like whole thing is like the couples that resell together stay together. You know, you're kind of saying and stuff. It's very cute. So. Uh, like what do you guys do for your business together so Tyler are you like in charge of certain aspects of the business Shay are you in charge of others oh there's laughing going on so this is something interesting (laughs) there's a bit of an illusion on our YouTube channel that I am more involved than than I actually am you mean in the comments I I think we get an overwhelming number of comments going I wish I could get my husband to be that involved and I wish he's wonderful and it's it's all an illusion. I do very minimal things. I clean an occasional item. I think I the last time I cleaned an item was six months ago. Oh, yeah, so <laughs> I could have shoes at a right now, actually. So that's yeah. So that's the last thing I've done for the business. I do the video editing. You package. I do package. I package this okay. morning. So okay. is a, a very minimal thing, but uh, that's that's really my my focus is helping but that's a win because when i started this business i said i went full in he was not a hundred percent on board he was very scared his thought process was you're gonna go into these thrift stores come home with so much stuff and it's never going to sell and i'm going to just have to piles of unsold clothing i i was half right about that because <laughs> i do have to live with piles of clothing it, it does sell <laughs> I, was, I think that's every husband's fear when their wife starts this because Matt was the same way. He was like, mm-hmm. okay, so you buy these clothes, you you list them, and then they go in a storage bin in our home. And then what happens? Like, how quickly are they going to move? I don't know, Matt. I can't tell you that. I have no idea when they're going to move. I don't know. <laughs> You're like, honey, I found a business for myself, and I'm going to be a professional hoarder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's... we started anyways since I didn't know anything about fashion his whole thought process was well, do you know what you're looking for and I'm like absolutely not but that's <laughs> the... 
I was I was very hesitant at, at the start. I was worried that it was going to be a just a complete experiment, throw things against the wall, and then nothing sticks. And then what what do we do then? Yeah. We have to completely reevaluate and transition into her going back to getting a job or like that was really where the stress was coming from. I but mean it, it's it it's logical, right? That's fair. That's absolutely fair, I think, to think to think that. It mm -hmm. is a fair fear to have. And then I, I think it's it's great to have those conversations as a couple that's going to at least somewhat do it together, right? Like, you may not do all the nitty-gritty of reselling, Tyler, but you are involved in the YouTube channel and you understand the profession and everything like that. Um, but it is a real fear. When someone's diving full force into entrepreneurship, it's like, oh, okay, but how are we going to pay the bills? And what happens if you don't make any sales this month? And all right, well, what about your health insurance? What will we, are you going to come on month? Like, what, what are we going to do here? You know, it's, it's different for everyone, but um, I think great on you. Like, that you were able to do it. You've been successful at it. You have a successful YouTube channel from it. Like, it's great. You're doing wonderful. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's easy, I will say, especially in the climate now. Yeah, I think one of my biggest positives so far has been encouraging words of <laughs> words of encouragement, words of encouragement yeah. and just saying we got this, we can we can get through this yeah. and just uh, I think that's an under underappreciated benefit of having a partner is just someone to keep you motivated to get you through the hard time where you're just wanting to give up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Jen was a full-time reseller at one point. I'm sure there were instances where Jeff was very encouraging to you as well. Could you share something with everyone? Yeah, no, absolutely. Cause there are definitely times where, you know, you get slow, slow sales weeks, um, you know, go to multiple thrift stores and come back with like two or three items, you know what I mean? And so it's like, it can be very discouraging at times and thinking, am I, Am I actually contributing, you know, am I actually helping or am I hindering my family to, to move forward and what they need. And so to have somebody who truly can believe in your vision and what you want to do, it, it's, it's absolutely key, you know, especially because you're doing a lot of this by yourself, mm -hmm. you know, you don't really have people to like bounce these worries or stresses or like happy hours after work, <laughs> you know, where you can just kind of vent and stuff to each other. So I know for me, definitely on, on those days where it was like I said, a slow sales week, um, you know, all the, the thrift stores felt dried up. And sometimes when it would leak into two or three weeks, sometimes, you know, that would happen. It would get very discouraging. And, and it's nice to have somebody who truly does believe in you and knows that you can, you can figure things out and you can help and, and they can even help you look at things from an outsider's perspective too, which is always really nice, right? Where, how can I pivot my business? How can I change? How can I evolve too? And sometimes they can definitely give you some really great advice when it just comes to, to business in general, not necessarily just reselling. Like, how can I grow, you know, as a business, or maybe they have contacts to help you to talk, you know, or um, find more resources. So I know like having a very supportive partner has always been incredibly helpful, especially when you're feels like you're kind of doing it by yourself. And then you realize, no, actually there is somebody else here kind of helping me out. And whether they clean a shoe every six months, it doesn't really matter. Right. They're, they're still there to, to really like to, to see the struggles that also help you through, help you through the ebbs and flows, right. Of, of, a of a home-based business. Yeah. Um, I don't resell. I've never reselled full-time. I've always done it. I have a part-time base. I have a full-time job. So this is like my way to make extra money, to pay bills, to save money, go on trips, whatever it is, right? It helped us buy this house that we're in now. 
Um, there are like more lately than not. I'm going to my husband and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I can't figure anything out. I'm not making any sense. What am I doing? Like, it, why am I continuing to do this if this is the direction that it's going in? Because I don't want to do what it's what it's doing. Like, I want to I want to sell the way that I want to sell. And um, and I understand we have to like evolve and pivot and all that. Yes, I get that. But like, there are just certain things that have been happening over the last year that is, as someone that's been reselling on this part time basis, I've always sold things, but like within Poshmark and eBay on a routine basis since 2018, the, the transition from like late 2017 to now has been tremendous. And it's very hard to figure it out when it's just you. And yes, we have like friends in the community that we can talk to, but, but when you're venting to someone that it doesn't like my husband does not do anything reseller related. Um, but when you're venting to them about like the things that are going on, they just give you, like you said, Jen, this perspective that like you never thought about or like, OK, well, I mean, I guess I could try this and all right. Yeah, I'll keep going if you think it's going to work. All right. You know what I mean? Like you sometimes even if it's not a partner, even if it's a friend, whoever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Having those words of encouragement when things seem really not great is is nice. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It definitely it absolutely is. Yeah. Um, That's okay, That's I want to talk about before we we get into the well, no, let's do the YouTube channel now. Let's talk about the YouTube channel now, because I when I want to find something out or something that's happening like right now or is happening the next mm -hmm. few days. I go to YouTube like I'm like Shay and Tyler. Have they posted a video yet about it? I need to know why this is happening or like, <laughs> is there something going like, was there an article that came out? Cause I don't keep up with that stuff by any means. Like who in the community can I turn to, to, to let me know what's happening with whatever company it is. And it's you guys. And I'm sure there's others in the community as well, but I know you too from being local and whatnot. So what prompted you to even start a YouTube channel? Like where does that fall into place with your reselling journey? So that's, that's kind of funny because originally, I don't know if you've seen how far back my YouTube channel goes, but I it goes pretty it, far. <laughs> yeah. Before it shifts. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. So my, I started it probably like six months into reselling because I wanted to document how I grew. I wanted to kind of show like, this is me not knowing anything. And then years down the road, you're going to see me knowing all these things, which I mean, didn't happen, but you know, it was a great idea at the time. <laughs> yeah. And, I, I've always liked YouTube. I liked YouTube before reselling. We did a podcast before we did reselling all about movies. We just always liked, you know, different types of formats of being on social media. And so I thought it would be a really fun thing to do. I really didn't know what I was doing for about two years of YouTube. Um, but we did a video, I want to say a year or two now. It's probably it was the like first that. algorithm video. Yeah, was so it was all about when Poshmark's algorithm went crazy and we realized that we really like doing things um trying to kind of give people an idea of what's going on and giving people more of like a actual this is what's happening and here's what you can do about it type mm -hmm. viewpoint because we were seeing a lot of the videos people were putting out was just like this is what's happening but then there was nothing there was no mm -hmm. other information mm -hmm. 
something or they just they just tell you and then that was the end of the video and we're like but we need more than that we need to know something yeah. so we want more of that type of video and I, I I mean I love doing it but it's very hard to stay ahead because some people post like at 12 o'clock at night when something happens and I just can't do that I'm asleep by that yeah. I think I think you enjoyed the the troubleshooting in the in the trying to help people figure out a solution nice. aspect of it. so not not really just the whole this is what happens and everyone should just give up but here's what happened here's what we've tried we've had luck with this this didn't really work so if other people can then build on that and try something that maybe we didn't think of and then comment back or just work on it together to kind of crowdsource a solution for everyone. I love that. I love that. Yeah. You're not only, like you said, informing people, but you're also trying to like teach people and like offer up solutions. And I think that that's so incredibly valuable, especially like Daniela had mentioned how so many things are changing. Right. And, and it's really nice to see like your eyes' perspective on things. Like I saw like your, your bots video, you know, all these other videos that you guys have, you know, just like really explaining things and how they work for you or how they don't work for you. It's nice to kind of get like a firsthand account in someone's honest perspective and honest review, you know, of all these new features and everything that's kind of happening. So definitely kudos to you too. I think, yeah, Daniela, like Danielle said, I love going to your guys' mm -hmm. videos too. Um, and well, first of all, I love your covers. They're so yes, funny. the covers and um, the thumbnails are spot yeah, the on. Covers like, they're perfect. Are so funny. <laughs> but definitely incredibly helpful. So yeah, if you guys don't don't check them out, like I would highly recommend bookmarking yeah. and subscribing to them. You know, like like you said, people can tell you like, oh, this is the feature. This is what happened. It's like great. I could have just read an article about that. Like whatever. But like what what else? Like you know, I want to know these perspectives. So I definitely I highly highly recommend it. Yeah, the the channel name is spending under thirty, which I love, and that's that's Shay's. Basically, it's what it is across the board, right? Spending under thirty, I think mm -hmm. so, right? In my thirties, yeah. spending under thirties Instagram, everything will be in the show notes, guys. Don't worry, we'll include all that stuff. Um, I do want to say that what what I also appreciate about your channel that I think, uh, I'm guilty of sometimes too, where it's like you just want to put in filler content is. You don't focus on just the what solds, the hauls, the like here are the bolo brands. I Love appreciate that. that so much because mm -hmm. I don't like watching that stuff all the time. And I won't watch it. I won't. I will just click buy a video and watch something else because there's only so many hauls. And especially when you become more and more seasoned, I think this is like the mentality that we just get. Who can I watch that's actually going to teach me something new or tell me about something that's going on? Because that's more valuable to me than watching the haul. Now, I do love to support my people out there that put out hauls. Like, I, it's not that I ignore them completely, but like, I just appreciate the way that you approach YouTube. Thank you. I mean, I will be, I'll be honest. That's such a struggle for us because we you know, as, as everyone knows, YouTube has an algorithm, just like everything else. And the algorithm likes those things. It, yep. it likes other things like that. And I get bored. I have a very <laughs> short span, so I don't like doing videos that bore me. So we tend to just kind of do what we like doing. And if our people will find us and that's, you know, we kind of just said the YouTube algorithm will do its thing and people will find us because I get bored and I want to put out a video I want to watch, not just mm -hmm. a video them told you know so i mean i i say that we do try to, to optimize the titles and thumbnails to a degree but <laughs> it's it's usually we have to, uh, a long time of sitting down 
planning it out and trying to puzzle out what we would want to know uh, for the reselling side of things uh, for various stages. We want to include things that are helpful for brand new people, people that are in the, in the middle part of things and then seasoned and experienced resellers. We want to have something for everyone so that it's, it's a video that helps no matter whom is watching. You guys need more subs. (laughs) <laughs> 3k is not enough you need way more your channel should be at 10k period for the story everyone listening needs to go and 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 follow and subscribe and all that fun stuff hit the notification bell all of that because their channel is great and you'll learn a lot if you want to know what's going on with poshmark ebay mercari whatever it is it is there if there's like some new vero going around they're gonna tell you like they just you definitely do your research like how i know you said you guys plan this out but how are yeah. you managing that in with like everything else that comes with reselling? Because you guys, you guys do the, well, Shay, you're doing, you're a one man show, right? When it comes to reselling. So how are you finding the time to be like, okay, this is the stuff that I'm hearing or seeing in the community. This is an Research. article that came out. Like, mm-hmm. how are you doing that? <laughs> so I love research. Um, okay. I, I do have like alerts on my Google of like Poshmark or Naver mm-hmm. or eBay. So I'll get notified when new things come out. But also I'm in the Facebook groups. I think a lot of us are. And there's there's always so much going on in there. And if I see something, I will start researching it. And I end up down a rabbit hole. And if it's if I find out it's something important that I think people need to talk about, then we plan a video around that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just really being plugged into the community. I really like kind of seeing what other people are saying and what's going on. And I think it's useful for people to know about, but having alerts on Google, I tell you, it's, it's tells you right away when something comes out. So mm-hmm. really, that's smart. That's really, yeah, smart. Say that's really smart. I that. definitely, I definitely don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So obviously with like being in the know and everything else that you guys have to build and you have to take this time and everything, I would love to kind of just pivot a little bit and talk about like, what has reselling kind of looked like for you guys then in this last year? Because obviously, you know, you're bringing out all these videos of all these different changes. So, and, and since you, you know, I would consider you guys more of a seasoned, uh, reselling duo, um, being that you've been doing this for a long time. And I'm sure, like you said, you've seen the ups and downs throughout the year. So what has reselling really been looking like for, for you both over the last year? Do we want to just say it on the podcast? Yes, yes. do it. <laughs> So I'll be, I'll be honest, reselling has been really tough for us. So at the beginning of all of this, all of the changes, I think for me, everything started kind of going downhill, uh, the algorithm shift, we were able mm. to get, we were able to actually improve our sales for a while and then just started going down and down. And, um, I'm looking to get a job now. I will be probably within the next month or so looking to be in a new job, um, because honestly, I, I, I'm not confident that it's going to get better enough to, I mean, as you are both aware of this area <laughs> and it's, it's definitely been really tough. And I yep. think one of the things, the reason I want to mention it on the podcast is I have gotten so many messages from people over the years that I've been doing this of people saying, I don't know if I can do this full time. Do you recommend doing this full time? Let me know what you think, like, give me your honest opinion. And it's been so hard for me because I was able to make it work for so long and it, and I love it and I'll never stop reselling. And I don't think my business will really change in any way working because I'll be remote. Um, But I need to be honest that it's, it's something I think it might not be sustainable right now. I don't know that I would recommend right now today for somebody to jump Mm -hmm. in full. 
I just, I don't see that. I, I don't know what's happened exactly. I, I have my conspiracy theories, <laughs> but I don't know what's happened. And yeah, it's not been great for us, but that's, that's okay. You know, changing business is changing in life and just kind of evolving with it and realizing that reselling will always be a huge part of our lives, but it might not be my primary income. And, and that's perfectly okay. I think so we, we did survive and we weathered a lot of the storms. I think for me, it comes down to at what point do we want to stabilize things a little bit and not have to try to, to weather the inconsistency as much with our day-to-day -day lives and, and be so stressed about it. You have to, for everyone that is reselling full-time or part-time, they have to evaluate and make the decision for themselves and be really honest and make that hard decision uh, maybe it's scaling back, maybe it's scaling up. I, it's it's a tremendous problem if you're not moving items and then you still have to feed and, and post new items and that, that additional cost can go uh, out of control very quickly. Yeah, and I just want to say to people that are experiencing the struggle right now, I know that there are posts out there, people saying, if, this, if you're experiencing a struggle, it's you. You're the problem. You're not posting good items sharing enough you're not relisting enough whatever the case may be and I you know I've been embarrassed to announce that I'm gonna have to get a job like I, that's been embarrassing for me because I feel like I'm not hustling enough and I'm not doing enough and mm -hmm. it's the, the community has created that as sad as that is that has been created and I want people to realize that even those of us who seem like we have it all together we're struggling too and it's it that's okay like we should all be able to be open about that and talk about it it's just I myself have not announced it. It's not on my channel. It's not anywhere. Um, but we've been, I've been applying for jobs since I think December. Yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's something that the community doesn't like to talk about. We like to say it's a you problem, not a, not a reselling problem, but I'm here to say it's a reselling problem. I think we can be honest about that. Mm -hmm. I appreciate both of your honesty. Yes. Thank so you if so I could hug you both right now, I mm -hmm. would because <laughs> That's what Jen and I want to put out there to everyone is the reality of what this is for people. Like mm -hmm. Savannah came on not too long ago and said basically the exact same thing that I might start applying for jobs because this full-time thing is just not working anymore in the traditional sense that we have known it for the last 10 years, 15 years, whatever it is right now. She has Amazon that she relies on. Not everyone wants to go into Amazon is a more stable way. Yeah, I guess. But like, reselling has changed period end of story it is completely different now than it was even last year even six months ago it is completely different and to realize as a business owner that hey you know what this isn't working right now i gotta take a step back i need to do something different for my family i want to be able to provide and there to be that consistency and and whatever else right and to do that i mean i give you so much credit for that that is not easy and no. You shouldn't feel ashamed to say it to people because you might actually encourage others or help others that are going through the exact same thing, feeling like, you know what, I can't do this either. I'm so glad that someone that I look up to or someone that I admire or someone that I speak to and friends with is going through the same thing. I feel like I can have that connection and talk to them about it. Jen has talked about it before on here and she'll share it again. Mm -hmm. She had to go back to the workforce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She had to do no. it. Uh, you know, like, again, I also want to say thank you so much, you know, Shane Tyler for sharing that because I know that's, it's a hard thing to say. And sometimes it's like, I'm sure it was really hard for, for you at first, Shay, to be like, I have to admit this to myself first, you know, and that's really, really tough, especially when you, when you have built something 
like you, like over the years that has been stable, you know, and has provided you guys with what you've needed, but there's just like in any other industry, there's going to be a shift and there's going to be changes. There's going to be, you know, layoffs. There's going to be, you know, like companies closing, new companies opening. It's, it's just how it works, right? Industry itself all the time. So why would it affect us here in reselling? You know, the landscape itself is changing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it, it, it isn't necessarily like, it's not fair that we have to say it's a you problem. No, it's the industry. The industry is changing. The way that we source is changing. Like we've talked about this, like there are big players coming into the secondary market that are chomping at the bit to get into this industry. And it's like when we're having to not only compete, let's say with each other, let's be honest here, mm -hmm. we're also competing with the savers of the world, the goodwills. They're also wanting to get in on this. Nordstrom, Madewell, Jake, all these companies, they want their old stuff back. They want to resell it again. Levi's, like there's so many companies that are out there. So it's like, this is happening people. And it's like, and it's not fair to say that you're not hustling enough. It's like, you don't know, you don't live my life. When I know that this money is going to pay for my food, my rent, the utilities stuff for my kids, I am hustling, you know? And it's like, you can be as creative as you can be. But sometimes there are, sometimes there's situations where you're like, you know what? I've exhausted my options. And I feel like right now, the best option for me is to maybe take a step back, but it'll always be there. And that's absolutely okay. And the best thing about it is as you're looking for these jobs and applying for things, you 100% can apply these skills that you have built to getting yourself a new position. And what's really great about it too, is that like, you now know what you're looking for and what you want and what you will compromise for and what you won't compromise for. I have to say with the job that I have right now, I love my job. I love what I do. And I put in all of my reselling skills on there. And that is one of the things that got me the job that I got today. Cause I was able to show, look at everything that I built on my own. I would be great to work for a team. And sometimes it's nice to work for a team again too. <laughs> Uh, one thing I think we should mention too, is you mentioned you put your reselling skills on your resume and I, I, I read it, I think it was an eBay group that there was a stigma that if you had a gap because you were a full-time reseller, mm -hmm. wouldn't review your resume because you're reselling and what is that? That's not real. Um, but I, you know, for the job that I'm going to be taking, they, in my interview, that was one of the things they asked me about. They were so curious to know, like, does this mean that you're self-motivated? Does this mean that you're going to be mm -hmm. able to do your own? And, you know, I told them about my YouTube channel and, you know, why not? Right. And they were like, oh, so that means that you're analytical, that you like to review things. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they talked about that kind of stuff. And I, I didn't expect them to acknowledge it, but I put it on there because I didn't want a gap, of course. Yeah. But so the, uh, people, people are okay with it. I think maybe the times are changing, but I don't want people to be scared that that's a, a stigma that's well, out there. It's, it's very much not a gap. You have been doing it. You've been sitting on your couch watching television <laughs> exactly you've been working you've, you've been working you've been hustling you've been like you said like you're like don't tell me I haven't been hustling don't tell me I haven't been working hard because I have been working hard I'm like put that on your resume a hundred percent because these are life skills that people are looking for like you said especially with like all these new jobs now that are remote you know and I know for me I, I definitely want to remote I did not want to go to an office that was something where I was like no thank you but like they're looking for self-motivated people 
people that they know that they're not going to have to be like watching like a hawk. Are you actually doing your work? Are you not doing your work? It's like, yes, I am. I ran my own successful business for blank amount of years. It's like, I did logistics. I did loss prevention. I did whatever, you know what I mean? You can, you can tailor all of that. You're all human resources. When my husband wasn't cleaning shoes, I made sure to have a, you know, a talk with him or something. Fired you know? him. <laughs> it's like, these are really important skills that you really are building for yourself. So I think that's great, Shay, that like, yeah, you definitely put it on there, like put it on there. There's, there is no shame in having your own business just because it's reselling. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm using air quotes for the those that can't see that, but it's like, you know, you're running a business, you're moving inventory, you know, you're moving thousands and thousands of dollars out of like your spare bedroom. Like who, who else is doing that? <laughs> well, great. Uh, good luck to you. I think it's, I think it's wonderful. And it's not like you're going anywhere. Like YouTube is still going to be there. Instagram is still going to be there. You're still going to be doing the same stuff. The schedule might change, but it is what it is. You'll make it work into your system and what's right for you. Tyler, you were, you were in the middle of saying something and I think we interrupted you and I'm sorry. You've got, you've got three girls on here. It happens. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was going to say now. Um, we were talking about the resume. Uh, I think I put it on my resume, actually, for YouTube. Uh, you put a professional YouTuber. I, I did put guys. a professional YouTuber on my resume. And I think that was talked about when I changed jobs last year. Last year. Uh, so I think it does help. I mean, it's just some random, interesting, special thing that makes you stand out from the crowd. I, I, I agree. Um that you can at all times yeah 100 percent. now i i work in state government so it's it's very different right than the traditional job however i have a lot of skills that i learned when i was in the when in a marketing firm and now being on youtube having a podcast having social media being a reseller all these different things that there are certain things that i know how to do that i know how to create that no one in state government knows how to do so who do you think they come to because they know that i have that skill set and now it's just elevating me to that next level so if that promotion were to come along or if that job position were to open up they're like okay well she knows how to not only do all the data and all that kind of stuff but she actually has this creative side to her that she's able to produce all these different things new training documents all like what powerpoint trainings whatever it is like okay we know we can go to her kind of thing and it doesn't matter what industry you're in these skills that we do here in reselling, whether it's content creation, I don't care what, what you do, anything related to content, reselling, videos, all that stuff, put it on your resume. Companies want that. They want well-rounded people. They don't care. Well, I mean, they they kind of care about your background, right? They kind of care about the education and all that, but they also want people that they can mold and that can help mold their company a certain way. Bring in the new age. That's like the new thing. Bring in all these people with all these experiences. Companies want that. Mm -hmm. um, we, you kind of touched on it, Shay, before we got into this rant about sourcing. And I want to talk about it because I think it's, you're in New England, so you know, and I think it's okay for us to have this honest conversation here. There's a lot of New England people that listen to us, but sourcing here sucks now. And <laughs> no one wants to believe us, but it's really hard to source here now. Yes. You wanted to say something? I mean, yes. Also, we've we've sourced in quite a few places around the country when we go on vacation. Oh, yeah. uh, we've gone to L.A., we've gone to Pennsylvania, we've gone to Virginia, we've gone to a lot of places. I would put the, the quality of items in New England up against any other place in the country 
the only issue I have is really the price. Uh, the so price and, and the competition. <laughs> the price and the competition make it hard, but item for item, we can compete against any place in the country in yeah. New England, I feel. For sure. Yeah. I, I, my specific honey hole, which I'm, I'm not going to release on the podcast, of course, after um has not been touched so far by competition okay. i i know somebody lives down the street for me that i've never seen talk about it so i their honey hole too or it's not known about so that one not been touched but the savers is going oh. up it's getting out of control goodwill i wrote off about two years ago i don't even know although we boston go to jamaica plane yeah and it was fine it's not you know it was fine um three hundred dollars worth of jeans <laughs> video um, but yeah it, it, it's it's fine but the prices are rising so much that it's to the point now where we we said in a video uh, months ago that somebody commented on i think like a week ago and they were like oh you said you like to do three times your uh cost for profit mm -hmm. you know can you explain that and i'm like oh man that's been changed so yeah, much we can't do that now <laughs> we can't do that anymore <laughs> and what when did i say that because three times is insane now now we're good if we get two, one and a half, you know, like mm -hmm. it's gone up so much. Jeans are $12 if, if we're lucky. 15, $16 for a pair of jeans. Yeah. So it's really, it's really stressful. But also I will say if you go to the underutilized categories, pants is the one we will always say, we love it. Nobody right. ever sources there. Um, You will find you will find some really great things, but you've really got to find those underutilized categories because otherwise you're not going to find anything. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know where about in new England you are, but uh, I feel for you. <laughs> the brands that we find is amazing. I think that's where people get like starstruck, right? Because we find mm -hmm. some, some pretty awesome brands here, but the, the price and the quantity of how many we're finding is a lot less because I just think there's just a lot more people that are in the game now around here. And we do have some thrift stores that sell things on their own. Like they have their own websites. They do their own thing and they're selling things on their own. Um, and we really don't have like in Massachusetts, I feel like, Jen, you guys had a lot of like smaller thrift stores and like all these little like like little. I just feel like it's more common in mass in I'm in Rhode Island. We have Sabres, we have one Goodwill, and everything else is like in Salvation Army, and we just go into Massachusetts or Connecticut or everything else because we don't really have a ton of options mm -hmm. here. So it's like I, I really have Sabres and, and one Goodwill. That's awful. Great. And a Salvation Army, and a couple of Salvation Armies that are okay. Like, mm -hmm. they're good, but, but their prices have gone up a lot too in Salvation Army. Like, things that used to be $5.99 are now $12.99. Why? <laughs> Why is it that expensive? And I think it's forced a lot of us to become so selective that I, I think it just hurts us on the inside because we're like, okay, we used to be able to walk out of here with like 15 items and now I'm walking out with five. And, yeah. and I struggle with that. And I think that's where a lot of like the frustration comes from, from, okay, we're in a saturated area. I get that. It's New England. We're not, we're not that big, but it's very but, hard to compete when you're working full time and your only time to really source is either after work. And I don't want to do that um, because I want to come home and I want to like have somewhat of a life. Like if I have time, <laughs> sure, I'll go source, but I really don't want to. So I'm then opted to go on Saturday, which is awful. It is just crowded and it is like the absolute worst. And everyone went during the week and they're not really stocking a ton on Saturday. Like they're stocking, but not really, but they're really stocking like, home goods and like all the other categories are really being stocked. So 
I venture into like some home good stuff, but like I'm not. It's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you you're we're on the Rhode Island line. Yeah, I think I I feel like I've seen you guys in the one socket area. I, I live right there. Right, and that's right why, there. yes. <laughs> um, but so so that one, that wooden socket savers, is down the street. So I'm very lucky. Okay, that okay. It's minutes, right? So that I'm very lucky. I could pop over there on a lunch break if I wanted to. It's super close. I'm very lucky with that. But as you said, you know, when I started, I'd come home with 20 or 30 items and I was really excited about it. And as you watch other people that I love, you know, really great resellers, I love seeing. And they tell you the best thing to do when your sales are down is increase your listings, get get more lists up there. And I I try for the last few months of last year, I would go and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna source every day. I'm gonna get all of these, get those listings up. And I would go and I'd come home and I'd be like, I have five items. I went to three stores and I have five items. And he'd say, Are you being picky? Is it? I'm like, No, mm-hmm. they're can't pick something up for $15 that's going to sell for 25 I might my, yeah. my, you know like I can't so yeah. it's just so sad to see that happen but then randomly we'll go and it'll be like oh there's 25 items there and I'm like maybe this was before I don't know but right. it's not a, it, a lot of inconsistency it's not predictable that, not, not predictable a, I followed someone around the last time I went sourcing because she was putting out stuff with $2.99 on the tag and there was no mm-hmm. rhyme or so I was following her. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's let's just grab everything you put out, and it made me feel crazy. But you're not going to get an opportunity like that. You might want to follow her. So. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, this is probably a unique problem for New England. And like we said, I apologize if you guys are not from New England listening in. Um, but I think what is also hindered the New England area is the fact that the bins never opened back up in Boston. Boston bins. Well, Boston bins were Best bins in the country. I will stand right up till I die. I'll stand right there with you, Tyler. A hundred percent. Because that was like the best bins ever, I swear. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have gone to Connecticut, but just it, I've, I've never found anything there at the Connecticut bins. And it's so disappointing because that's for me, that's a better drive than going into Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we can less go to stressful, New- farther away, but less stressful yeah. than driving to Boston. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Boston. You're like getting your war paint on, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't been to Connecticut bins, but I have heard through the grapevine that all of the stuff in the Goodwills in our areas now, because Boston's not open, is going to Connecticut. So I haven't ventured there as of recently. So maybe it's different now. I don't know. Someone went like maybe six months ago and told me it was still bad. So, so I don't know. Boston bins were closed once, once, and it's just not great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm- but that Goodwill there is really good. Yes, we actually met somebody there from from our channel and we picked that up- was the Sabres, actually. Oh, was it? it was, oh. Yeah, we picked up a gold and Rothy's. That's true. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Next. Like right there. Yeah. Very nice. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, with everything that's going on. So I know Poshmark should be in platform. So everything that's going on with Poshmark, do you feel that that kind of made your final push to be like, all right, I need to go back into the workforce. Do you think that's kind of what helped you get in that direction? Uh, yeah. So eBay has always been a love hate relationship. Um, mm-hmm. I don't understand the eBay algorithm. I'll be the first to tell you that um, sometimes we do great and we're killing it and it beats Poshmark and it's wonderful. And then the next month it's like, they turned me off. I think, yeah. I don't know. So 
I always knew that if eBay became my main platform, I was going to have to transition because it was just way too inconsistent. So with Poshmark, um, I don't know how you ladies feel about the live sales, but it's not something that personally fits into my business. <laughs> and, um, so, so because of that, we kind of were watching that and we've done videos talking about our opinions and I'm absolutely perfectly okay with Poshmark making live sales an option, right? I think that everybody runs their business differently and it's perfectly okay. But as it kept moving, it felt more and more like Poshmark was making it a requirement. I don't know if they're including it on their little tick marks of how you do well on the algorithm or whatever you call it. I don't know if they're doing that, but it for sure feels like if you don't participate in live sales, you're not the one being promoted. Um, you know, we have all these banners of join this live sale, get deals on live sales, get the emails about live sales. We've got mm -hmm. the tick about live sales, but, but nothing about us regular people more and then in the last 24 hours um if you're not a live seller you're not seen <laughs> so yeah. i think that the more and more those type of things started happening the more i realized maybe i am not fitting that mold of poshmark mm. as well and i hope that that evolves and changes and i have really high hopes that it will as things sort out but until then i need some stability i need some i need know for us that we're okay while we while Poshmark figures themselves out because they have some soul searching to do yeah I think it's, it's very much a non-optional requirement now it's a, a very much it feels mandatory rather than being a an additional thing that you can try it's you do this or we're going to throttle everything that's how it feels We'll see what, what happens over time. But for now, we, we need the stability until Poshmark figures out where they want to go with their platform. I think that's totally fair. And I think mm -hmm. um, I was in that group as well that just got bombarded. It was like I woke up at 2 a.m. It was like one of those, you know, I just, I just woke up. I just looked at my phone because I saw that um, I had some texts. And I had fallen asleep early and I just happened to click on Poshmark. And I was like, wait, why do I have 150 notifications? Like, I, I like that hasn't happened and I can't even tell you how long. And I'm like, oh my God, there's all these live. It was like every 20, 30 seconds nonstop. And then it just continued on in the morning. And I woke up to another 200 notifications at 630. And I was like, what is happening? And the day just progressed and it kept getting worse and worse. And I noticed that I got zero notifications on likes, shares, nothing. It didn't exist. It was just live sale pushes out to people and now whether they're testing things i don't know because we know that poshmark does these things right they put it in these little groups and they do a b testing and they don't say anything and they just do it whatever they can do whatever they want um and then today i think they got so much backlash from everyone because everyone's emailing everyone's posting on instagram everyone's like what are you doing like you are killing us right now and they reverted back to whatever they were doing for the, for the group of people that were affected because a lot of people were not affected. It was like this small portion of us that were affected by it. It got better this afternoon and likes started coming in, shares. It was like everything went back to normal. But now another group is affected by it and the same thing's happening to them. So I get they need to do their testing. Jen works in IT, so she can speak to all this. But... I understand that they're doing testing. There's a time and a place to do a certain kind of testing. And and I understand that you want to push your live sales, but this is not the way to do it. Make it an option for people who want those notifications. Do not push it on every single person because you're going to lose the regular everyday buyer. You're going to be like, what the hell is all this? I don't want this. I just want to come on. I want to shop and I want to leave. I don't want this. Mm -hmm. And you're going to lose sellers because sellers are going to be like, why am I here? 
because this has nothing to do with me. I don't want to do this. We don't all have to do live sales, period, end of story. You don't have to do one. I will never do one. I don't want to do one. It doesn't interest me. I don't care that I could be good at it. I don't want to do it. It's a lot of time, a lot of energy, and it just doesn't fit my business model. And that's fine. And people are successful at it. Keep doing it because I think it's amazing that people are being successful at it. But I can't, it is hard for me to support Poshmark right now with what they're doing. And, I and I'm struggling with it because it is my main platform. It is where the majority of my sales are coming from. But every month, eBay gets closer and closer. And yes, I am with you. It is inconsistent at times. There are times I can get five, six, seven, eight sales in like two days time. And then I don't get any for like a week. And I don't understand why I'm doing the same thing. I don't get it. But I can't rely on Poshmark the way that I once could. And I know that they're in the process of being taken over, right? Neighbors in, neighbors doing their thing. Neighbor, I guess, is coming out with like an AI posh lens thing where it's going to be like Google Lens. And I think that's really cool. I think that is something that's going to be very unique to the platform. A buyer will be like, I really like this. Can I find it on Poshmark? And they'll take a picture of it and all listings that resemble it will come up. I think that's fascinating. But you got to fix the foundation first. And that's what gets me. And Jen, you're in IT. If the foundation isn't isn't fixed, you can't do anything. There's no growth that happens. Right. No, it's absolutely true. And and Tyler and Shay, I see you both nodding like, yeah, this is this is all absolutely true. And I'm sure like all of this really attributed to your your guys' decisions, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean so for, for me, it's uh, I can't understand the, the push for the lives in terms of it's going to the retail shoppers in my mind is not going to sit there and wait for two hours to maybe find an item mm -hmm. and all, all of those notifications are going to drive the, the buyer the consumer off the platform and at that point all of the sellers are going to go why am i here there's no one buying things i i'm going to leave why why am i staying it's just other sellers and there's no one buying mm-hmm Yep. Yeah. 100%. And I think we're starting to see that and we're starting to see people kind of focus their energies on other platforms or trying to figure out like, okay, if this is the way that if this is the direction they're going in, how can I kind of slowly start to pivot my way somewhere else and go to a place that kind of appreciates what I do as a seller, because we are all different. And that's going to help me be more successful and that's going to look different for everyone. I mean, maybe it's Etsy for some people, maybe it's Macari, maybe it's Facebook. I mean, there's so many options out there now. Um, but yeah, I, I, we are all in the same boat. I think people that are succeeding at live sales, I'm happy for them, but it's not my place and I don't want to be involved in it <laughs> or be like, I don't want it shoved down my throat. I think that's the part that really gets me. <laughs> I don't want them to keep pushing things in my face. Like I don't want right. that. But so then, no. yeah, I was, go ahead, go, Jen. Go ahead, Tyler. Go, oh, just like someone go. <laughs> um, I'll go ahead and say. So I just, I, I would say, I guess, just with that, and now moving forward and knowing that, you know, Shay, you're going to start your full time job. You'll be sounds like you're going to be working from home, which is nice. Yes. Um, where do you guys then see kind of reselling going for you? I know we, I think originally we posed the question. We were thinking, you know, within the next five or ten years, but that might be stretching it but you know now that you're going to be going into this full-time position like what are you foreseeing for for reselling like what are you thinking about scaling back on or um maybe adding to or you know and if you don't know the answer that's absolutely okay too 
Well, so we talked about this a lot when we kind of decided to take this, right? I didn't, I don't want to lose reselling at all. I, that's been a main thing for me. And also our YouTube channel, we have gained so many uh, friends and community members that are really, um, I don't know, they, they just fill your heart, right? You want, you don't want to lose that community because it's amazing. And when you find it, you don't want to lose it. So it was kind of a real struggle for me to make the decision to take a job. because I was really afraid of losing it. But the more we talked about it, the more I realized that I, there's no way that I would even take a step back. So I don't anticipate um, any changes in the immediate future to my business at all. I think that I can maintain what I'm doing. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to shift how I source a little bit. So there'll be a little bit more online sourcing. I might go back to thread up a little bit. Um, we've been talking about the fact that I've been using Flip, which is something I was trying to see if that would help um, as I transitioned over. And it's been working out really great for me. So things like that will shift. But as for my business itself, I don't anticipate um, changing how many listings I do or anything like that. And the same thing for the YouTube channel. I don't anticipate any changes at all. Um, but in the next five to 10 years, I really do hope that we are able to get stable again and be able to either have him go full-time because that's really his hope was to go full-time with me. So if, if it's not that we can both do it together, he would really like to do that and, um, kind of see what that looks like for us. I would love that the YouTube channel became more of a part of our business. So, you know, that's always been our hope. That's always kind of been like, you know, if we could just get it to the point where it was a little bit more stable, maybe that, because I love teaching. I love showing people um, how I've done something. I love doing little experiments and I love um, it, reporting the news, I guess is the way to word it. I love all of that. And I, I would love that to be more of a part of my business. Um, so in the next five to 10 years, I really hope to kind of be able to do that without the fear of failure all the time. I think that fear, yeah. um, stopped my business a lot. I, mm -hmm. I would go days and I mean, I'll be honest in December, I went through weeks where I was so depressed from not making sales, not doing well on YouTube, like all of these things that my business suffered for it. Mm -hmm. And I, without that, I'm going to, everything's going to get much better in business because I won't have that fear of failure anymore because I have that to fall back on. So the sales not being great or views not being high or all of those things won't be as important because I can support myself anyways. So I think it's only going to help in the long run for our business. I think it's going to be a lot of being more mindful of putting the time in and making sure that we've built time into our, our schedule for the important activities for YouTube, for the reselling, going out and sourcing after work or during lunch, and just making sure that we're putting in the necessary time, which we're, we're both terrible at. <laughs> uh, she's much better at the, the scheduling and the keeping on task than I am. Uh, and I drag her down to no end. But it's gonna take a lot of effort to refocus and, and ensure that we are not losing that side of things because it's very important to the both of us i think the the stability of you taking the job is going to remove that that dark cloud that hangs over you where you feel bad about taking vacation because you're not making any money you, you feel guilty about taking a day off for yourself and it's just adding that little bit of stability and removing that overwhelming pressure is i think just gonna help us in the long run I agree. That's amazing.
I agree. I, I, yes, I, I see nothing but good stuff for both of you. And like I said, I can, I can definitely speak from as a person who was doing this full time to now a person who does this more <laughs> recreationally for a hobby, <laughs> for fun. Um, it is nice to have that pressure taken off and, and not feeling, you know, like you said, like a failure sometimes, you know, and just like, Oh, I, I just, I, I don't know what else, what more can I give, you know? And, and like we said, sometimes it's okay to just take, take a step back and walk away from that. And just because you're, you're taking a step back doesn't mean that you're abandoning it or leaving it. Like it's still going to be there. And reselling, like you said, it's always going to be a part of, of what you can do. And I always say that the best thing about reselling is that you have learned now a skill where it's like, you know, you will never go hungry. You can, you know, with like the little bit of money that you have, you can go and find a few things, start flipping and start it all over again, if you need to, you know, and that's a skill set that not a lot of people have, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's really nice to know that like, you're like, oh, I, I can always make money no matter what. I always know how to make money. So thank you so much again for sharing that. I know that that was probably really hard for you, yeah. you know, you guys just to say, so really appreciate you being very open and, um, you know, honest with our, with our listeners. Cause I think that there might be quite a few people that feel the same way that, that yeah. you've been feeling. Absolutely. And I think the other great thing about you taking the step back is that passion, that love, that drive you once had for reselling will start to come back because it, you don't have that pressure of like, I'm doing something wrong. I'm the issue, even if you're not, right? And now you're going to start to find that like, okay, this was really exciting. I found this really good, great piece and I can list it. And it's so like that, taking that step back, I had to do it when my grandmother passed away in 2021. I had to take the step back and we were moving and all these different things. That was the best thing I ever did for myself. And then even last year, pulling away a little bit because I'm just focusing on different things in my life and, and health and all of that stuff. It has been the best thing for me because I get way more excited now about things and I still get frustrated. That that doesn't change. You're still going to get frustrated about things, but it just reignites what you once loved about it that kind of started to fizzle when you when you hit that that struggle that you just can't get past. Yeah, and that was actually a comment that was sent to me. I think on one of the videos and they said, you know, both full time does does that happen? Does the excitement go away and I I don't even know if I ever answered because I wasn't sure how to fully explain that it does but it doesn't like of course we love reselling and it's something that's just such an amazing feeling but at the same time you when you have to do it when you have to go into that store and you know you have to come out with good mm-hmm. items or you might not pay your bills that month there is definitely a a really tough like come to I don't even know the word exactly, but just a moment of, oh my goodness, if I don't find this, everything is over. Like I, my business could end so quickly. It's, it's, it's a really scary feeling, but it doesn't make you not love reselling. It just, it puts this damper on everything. And I'm really excited for that to not be the case. And I did want to mention, cause she was talking about the side of, you know, having that feel that stability feeling that, you know, when you have a job, you can be excited about reselling up and down. And the same thing with the job, when I put in my video a while back, um, the one of the reasons I came into reselling was that I was nervous about getting laid off, I'd been laid off five, six times. Mm. And I I felt like, oh my goodness, I'm going to just keep getting laid off. I need to do something. I need to work for myself because I won't lay myself off. I need to do that. 
And now going in back into the workforce, knowing I can always make money, I don't have that fear anymore because it's like, I mean, if I get laid off, I, I can be my own boss again. I get back up again. Mm-hmm. I don't fear at all anymore where before I was terrified to go back into the workforce because I'm like, I don't want my life to be dependent upon a boss deciding I'm good enough, but I don't have that anymore. And I think that's an amazing thing that reselling gave me that I don't, I don't even, I, do you feel that you have that? I don't think that a lot I, of people I mean, have I, I don't have it to the same level that you do. I have full confidence that we will figure it out together, <laughs> mostly because you will figure it out for both of us. <laughs> but I, I do think that that's a, that's a fair point because you you were very down on yourself for a, a while there and very disheartened about the prospects of having to find a new job and then going through the same process and potentially losing that job and having to start over again and then living that horrible Groundhog's Day kind of reality <laughs> of doing that over and over and over again forever. It's just that that would get anyone down. Yeah, so. for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Any last words of encouragement or things you want to share with our listeners before we go? I mean, the only thing I want to say is that I, I just want everyone to know that if you are struggling right now, just like we all said that we're experiencing, um, just know that you're not alone because I think that we we aren't talking about it enough. I know I haven't done a good job about it. And you're just not alone. Just make sure that you know that we are all feeling the same thing you are. It is not you. I would say don't measure yourself against other people. Measure yourself against your needs for yourself and your family. What does your business have to do to pay your bills? What is it? What does reselling mean for you? It's if if you extrapolate and make reselling about someone else's success, you're never going to be happy. And it's just focus on the important parts of your life and everything else will fall into place. I love that. What a refreshing conversation, Jen. This was so (laughs) nice. Again, thank you so much, honestly, both for, like I said, sharing and having this really honest conversation. Like we said that I think that we need to have within the community. Our community is so so incredibly tight, you know, with, when it comes to just like supporting and helping each other. And I think it's good to just hear that, like, Hey, I'm struggling. I know I'm not alone. And it's like, I know like everybody's like, yeah, I am too, you know? And it's like, and it's okay to have those feelings, you know? And it's like you said, it's not, it's not anyone's fault. It's just the industry is changing, you know? And sometimes we have to change along with it. And whether that means we, we pivot within our business or we get another job, it's like, that's what it means. And that's absolutely okay. So thank you again. Thank, thank you, you guys. So- We're so excited that you even came on and talked to us. We love that. We love making these connections with everyone. And um, yeah, that's it for us here today, guys. Jen and I will be back next week. We are doing spring 2023 trends. I can't believe we're already, we're here doing another trends. Um, so we will be back next week with all that, but we will chat with you then. Bye everyone. Bye.